What it do, baby? The Patty Melt Boys are back for another episode of the Patty Melt Boys NBA pod. Might as well call it a Nuggets pod. Joining me as always is my co-host, Ben Ryder. Ben, what's up? What have you been up to since April? Just enjoying these nugs, Matt. It's, it's our golden <laughs> yeah. age, as I was just saying. Like, yeah. uh, And uh, we've seen some good games. We saw a game in person. Uh, yeah, that Grizzlies game was TV fun. Game. Yep. That, that I think... kicked it off. And then we saw some Celtics. It went over the Celtics dominant. A, yep. Oh, a Christmas Day win over Big one. the Suns. And then... To top it off, last night just uh, yeah, just uh, a dominating performance. I didn't see that game, but you did. No, yeah, I I was bummed. I totally get it. Ben is in DC, so that game started at 10 p.m. for him. You could have watched the first quarter and been like, "Yep, I'm good." I mean, yeah. I think it was only a 17 point lead, and the Nuggets have a tendency to let teams back in. But I like there was really for me because the second quarter started off they just picked up right where they left off at the end of the first quarter. I was like, oh, they're, they're going to build this. And they did. It was great. Yeah. The, the nuggets are getting to the point where it's like, do you, you know, it used to be, I think earlier in the season, you know, like they're st- struggling a little bit. It's also like NBA kicks off after Christmas, really. Right. Like that's right. Yeah. Watch. Tends but to they're getting to a point on the East coast for me, where it's like, it's worth like my health, um and sanity to like stay yeah. up for them i think i like, like that i like that. that good right now that that's it's getting to that point so that's what teams want to strive for is really putting their fan base through through the worst sleep of their lives especially if they're out there on the east coast so about last night ben the nuggets cruised to an easy victory over the los angeles clippers in denver this game was a vibe i am bummed that you missed it but whatever you you get to relive it through clips you get to relive it through this podcast so the nuggets started hot and they never really cooled off jamal murray had 13 of the nuggets first 23 points and that included three threes murray going back to the bubble he just loves to play the clips this is great i feel like you know i was listening to the dnvr nuggets pod earlier and i completely agree the nuggets and especially jamal murray it's like bring it on we don't fear this team. Like, let's let's do this playoff series right now. If we draw the Clippers, I think it's a it's a five game series. We own them. We own them. We own them. We really do. So the Nuggets as a whole started the game off hot from three. They started nine of sixteen, and then I kind of quit keeping track. They ended like thirty nine percent from three, so they cooled off. But they didn't really need to uh, continue their first half uh, hot three point shooting, where they ended up shooting fifty three percent in the first half. Uh, not going to have a long recap here because it was such a blowout, but Jokic was having his preferred type of game, I think, Ben. Not shooting, just dishing out assists. The rest of the team had the ball popping. Just a fun game. It's 24, 24 minutes for Jokic, I think I saw. On the I didn't. I, I bet you're right. I didn't look at the – I have the box score up here, so I'll look. But I know I know Jamal played 21 minutes, which is great because he's, he's actually going to play tonight against the Cavs in their back-to-back. It's his first back-to-back of the year that he'll play that second half of uh, actually just that he'll play both games. So that's good. And I don't know that that would have happened um, had they not, or had they not blown out the Clippers last night, but I'm glad they did. Cause you know, I was going to mention that later. We'll just talk about it now with a back to back going tonight against the Cavs. Apparently Donovan Mitchell is not hurt, but he's resting tonight, which is kind of a bummer, but um, you know, it's the perfect night for, the starters to get essentially a night off 
the starter that played the most minutes and he played the most minutes of anybody is Caldwell Pope, KCP. Played 29 minutes. That's the most minutes of anybody on the team. Uh, close second, Vlatko, 27 minutes. <laughs> He's been playing Vlatko awesome. Vlatko has been good. Yeah. He's, He's been really good. Threes. Yeah. We're going to run through uh, later. I think we're going to run through the roster. Um, but Vlatko is one of my guys. I think he's got to be – he's crept past play, Zeke. We could play a game. It wouldn't be a very fun game with this roster, but it would be a game of which player do you hate because uh, it's kind of hard to find somebody. Like even yeah. DeAndre, who like isn't great at defense, is a great bench guy, a great chemistry yeah. guy, and is, is playing okay. So That's what I wrote down for him. I mean – Actually, the Nuggets are not bad at all this year when he plays because their 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 starters are so good. Um, he hasn't played great, but he hasn't played as terrible as a lot of people think he has. But he's not going to be a playoff rotation guy as long as he's just on the bench playing spot minutes here and there. He's a great guy on this team. I feel like the Nuggets need a guy like him. He seems to be probably like the most fun guy on the team. Him and Jeff Green are old pals. Um I got, I got, I was lucky recently. I got to sit second row courtside at a Nuggets yeah. game right across from their bench. And DeAndre Jordan's just like, he's fun to watch on the bench. He's talking to everybody. He's in Dame's ear the whole game. He's in any, any blazer that's over there near him on the bench. He's talking to him. Nothing like, it's like he's not even trying to get in their head. He's literally just like chatting them up. Like they're laughing together, blah, blah, blah. Or at least he's laughing. So maybe yeah, he is talking a little bit of shit. Everything you hear but... about him, he's like an NBA ambassador, right? Like when he was yeah. on Team USA, it was like, oh yeah, KD like loved hanging with that guy. Like KD got yep. him, liked him so much, he got him like contracts <laughs> with Brooklyn, right? Got him paid, got, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Traded. But yeah, like, I mean, I'm not, Jared Allen, I don't yeah. think I would ever get to this point, but I'm going to say this, a a fine signing by Calvin Booth. It's a fine. fine like, signing. I think fine. we even like, said, well, well, we didn't have a podcast when it happened. We we would have overreacted for sure. But I think even then you and I were probably saying, I think this is true. I don't think I'm making this up. That like as long same thing we're saying now. As long as he doesn't play all the time, I think he's probably a good person to have on your team in your locker room. Yeah. That's I, think, I mean, that's my I think that's been our opinion. It was the very first signing of free agency. And so there was a big over the very first like Calvin Booth signing. And there was like, yeah, did you I heard the playoffs sort of thing? And then the <laughs> yeah. rest of free agency was like amazing. So I wish so it, that this fun. was. Yeah, I wish I had just heard because there was something that I heard last week on a podcast. The the DeAndre signing, the timing of it, like right at the the time that free agency opened, it had something to do with like somebody's schedule. Like hmm. it wasn't the first move that the nuggets would have preferred to have announced. Um, but something with like maybe Calvin boot, I don't know. It's, I guess I have, this is a non-story. So, but way, I will say it's fine. I've gotten it's fine. That place. It's fine. It's a fine. Yeah. Assignment, so. yeah it's all good. But uh, back real quick to the game last night. The Clippers started the game one of 18 from three-point range. They would finish the game just five of 37. This had a lot to do with um, the Nuggets defense last night. And the Clippers, I mean, when a team's shooting that bad, like it's also just they're just having an off night. 
But like, especially in that first half, you, I was watching those defensive possessions pretty closely at some points. Cause I'm very interested in, I, I don't know where they're ranked today after yesterday, but I think before last night, they were ranked like 23rd in the league in defensive. Yeah. And so, and they were 28th, like two weeks ago, they are improving their clutch defense is number one in the NBA. Um, I think that especially in that Grizzlies game that we went to, they held them to 91 points, I believe. This is a team that when they really want to defend, they can. So I kind of try to watch, you know, especially games like this. I think AG is a Kawhi killer. Um, he's very effective on defense against him. KCP was great against PG last night, Paul George. So um, the defense had a lot to do with this three-point shooting. And I know also the Clippers just sucked last night. Like it's a combination of the two, but the defense was actually impressive. You know what else it might have had to do with Ben? I think that? that I think that rim might have still been off balance. <laughs> yeah, I was, that that was rough. <laughs> I didn't get to rough watch, moment for Ballerina staff. Yeah, I didn't get to watch uh, that game, the Celtics game, when Robert Williams apparently knocked the rim off balance. But there was a thirty-five minute delay, and then Jalen Brown after the game. He said he thought the rim was still off balance after they resumed yeah. play. And, and I thought he was just wa- being like a whiny little bitch conspiracy theorist like his boy Kyrie. But maybe he was onto something here. But then when the Nuggets switched baskets after the half, they they were yeah, still they were still yeah. on fire. Yeah. So it had nothing to do with the rims. I think Jalen I mean, Brown Jaylen was just whining. Brown in that game, so like when they fixed it, in that game, he was at the free throw line and still you know, saying like, like you could yeah. see, like he was complaining and the Nuggets players were like, what are you talking about? And then yeah. the Celtics players <laughs> were also kind of like, what are you talking about, bro? Like, really? Go <laughs> I didn't on. see yeah. that. Yeah. Like it was, it was like part of the delay, like when they're coming yeah. on the court, like he was complaining about it as if he wanted like another 30 minute delay or something. Yeah. It's like, what do you want at this point? Like, first off, I think unless that was actually true and I just don't think it was, um, so unless that was actually true, and I don't think it was, the Nuggets, I think, would be the ones who were more affected by that. Yeah, because, the they were up 13 at the time. They were controlling yeah. the whole game. And then the Celtics, this almost gave them like or could have given them like a little bit of a, a little bit of help. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I think Denver fans, myself included, were like, because we had it would it was one of those games that the Nuggets play now, which they never used to play, where they like sprinted out to like a, you know, 15, 20 point lead. And then mm-hmm. they like controlled the game, which nice. is weird. Like I know when we went to the Grizzlies game, sort of the same thing. And the we were worried. Would have, they would have blown that lead for sure. But this Nuggets yeah. team doesn't. And, but there was a feeling like, okay, now like a big delay, like yeah. something bad's going to happen. It didn't like Nuggets just took care of yeah. business after that. But, Thank God. Yeah. But anyway, it wasn't the rim, and the Clippers just sucked. With five minutes left in the second quarter, the Nuggets handed the Clippers their largest deficit of the year at 32. The lead would grow to 43 a couple of times, including at the end of the third quarter. The fourth quarter pretty much didn't matter. I should have gone to bed after that, but I wanted to wait. I always like when it's a TNT game to see who they interview. And they just interviewed yeah. – they had a – they had a sideline reporter. They didn't even go to like Chuck and Shaq and Ernie and Kenny. Uh, and that's fine. But they interviewed Jamal, who played great last night. He had 18 points on seven of 10 shooting, uh, made four threes. He like didn't have to do 
he was great last night, but he barely had to shoot. He barely had to play. So halftime lead for the Jamal, Nuggets. Though, it sounded like he came out just cooking. That he came out he basically was. wanting to put the Clippers to bed, and sounds yeah. like he accomplished that. Oh, he definitely did. You know, Malone. He usually takes Murray out first thing. Like he's the first guy on the bench. Um, and then he'll bring him in and stagger him with the bench. He just let Murray cook last night. He didn't take him out. So KCP ended up being that guy that played with the bench unit last night. And that really worked out <laughs> well for the Nuggets. But halftime lead for the Nuggets was 66 to 32. Kawhi and PG combined for just nine points in the first half on three of six, three of 16 shooting. Uh, and then they didn't play in the second half. The Clippers knew this one was over and they just stopped even trying. Uh, and the second half was pretty fun, but pretty uneventful. The Nuggets won 122 to 91. So after last night, Denver is still on top in the West with a record of 25 and 13. They're actually a half game up on the Grizzlies, who have the same record. Uh, but because of that win that we saw over the Grizzlies, Denver takes it. Uh, we already got your thoughts last night, but if, is there anything else you want to say about last night's game? I didn't see enough of it. Uh, well, any of it just highlights. It looked like a good Bones game, which is always fun. It was a good Bones game. game. Bones, yeah, I have it here. Bones was second on second highest on the team with a plus 27 last night. He had 16 points. He had a, a meme. A new meme was born. <laughs> I sent that to you when you were sleeping for sure. Um, you know, he actually didn't, like, shoot. He was only 5 of 11 last night, but he was 3 of 7 from 3, 3 of 3 from the free throw line, so... But it was like it was like an impact thing for him. He looked good. Five of eleven, not great, but not terrible. He just it was like he was kind of controlling the game out there. It was fun to see. The last thing I'll say about last night's game in particular, I'm sure stuff will come up as we keep going. But the last specific thing, the Nuggets had seven players in double figures, and every player but Ish Smith and DeAndre Jordan scored. And DJ didn't play. It was a coach's decision. So one you know. guy that didn't play, right? He's the only one. What's that? He's the only yeah. one that didn't play. Right? He's the only one that didn't play. Yeah. The worst plus minus on the team. Let me see. I thought I had this earlier. Uh, this is this is bad. Christian Brown, minus 12. He was, he was playing in that. Minutes. Yeah, he was playing in that fourth quarter where where, you know, the Nuggets were up 43 and they won, you know, they lost the quarter by 12. That's all it was. You know, I didn't think he played bad. He he was he was gunning though. He was two of eight from the field. I kind of like that. I, yeah, I like, like it too. He, he's with the starters. He he fits right into the. Offense. He plays a great a role. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like yeah. you know, you get some garbage time. Go get go get your. Yeah. You know? Let him let him. Oh, of two let from three. Fly. He had a step back three. Yeah, let it fly. Who cares? So Ben, we're going to talk about the big picture now when it comes to the Nuggets. The national media is really starting to pay attention. We had some great basketball writers pick the Nuggets as their Western Conference Finals team at the beginning of the season, which is nice, but that's now picking up steam. Simmons, Waz, Pena, Lowe, a smattering of other writers think that this team has a real chance at a championship. I know your thoughts, but I, you, you got to tell our listeners, what are your thoughts? How comfortable are you with the Nuggets at this point? It's a lot of smart guys there. Um, yeah. And, and Kendrick and Perkins. A lot of smart guys that you first mentioned. Um, yeah. You know, like, the season is kind of going how I think we both expected it, right? Like, that the, the first yeah. two months were kind of going to be, you know, touch and go. Actually, Up it went down. better than I expected, frankly. Like, it always felt like they weren't playing that great, and they weren't playing to their full potential, and they weren't. But they were still racking up wins, and they are still, like, I'd look up yeah. the standings, and they'd be 
second in the, uh, you know, in, in the West. And then, you know, I, I kind of feel like that Grizzlies win, like, they just like, that was national TV game. Grizzlies are up and coming. They're the fun team. And Nuggets just dominated them. And then, like we said, there's there's been like three or four games since then, national TV games against pe- opponents that like people, smart people think are title contenders. Like, like a lot of people, a lot of those same guys you mentioned said the Clippers are right there with the Nuggets for like Western Conference contenders this year. And yeah. like, they just start dominating these teams. They are showing up for the big games. Like, yeah. you know, I watched that Minnesota game on the back-to-back where after that like delay in the Celtics game, you know, yeah. that's a schedule loss. Like they're, they're still for dropping sure. some of those, but like this team like understands like what they're like, they understand their ceiling. Like to me, like they're on a mission and it starts with Jokic. I think you probably sent me the clip where he gets interviewed with Chuck and uh kenny and the guys and he says like i'm wearing a suit because like i want to take care of business i want to set that example like this is that is a new mentality and like this team is showing it like this team would have blown a lot of these leads in the past not anymore like we're the real deal like this is like i'm not gonna say it's the best nuggets team i've ever seen but it definitely can be and i think it's i'd say it's likely to be yeah, I guess it all depends on where they end up in the playoffs. They gotta, they gotta make it to at least the Western Conference Finals to have that, that title from Nuggets fans, I guess. But this is, I think, the most talented team in my opinion, just from top to bottom. Um, I don't know; it's hard to say. It could be just a prisoner of the moment as well. But they're they're pretty deep, and even some guys, mostly one guy, Christian Brown, who I think is a big part of the future, maybe is not going to be part of the playoff rotation. I can pretty much guarantee. Uh, I, I just think they're deep, you know, it depends on what night you get, what night you get them on. But like Charles Barkley last night, you know, he said, this is the deepest team in the NBA. Chuck doesn't always make the greatest points either. Cause I don't think he watches a lot of uh, basketball. He just watches the game that's in front of him. And last night was a really good a really good night to watch Denver and all of their players played well. I mean, even Christian Brown, negative 12, who gives a shit? He, he played okay in those minutes, but that was all garbage time. But I do, I do agree. I think if it's not, if it's not in the nuggets, they're deepest. I mean, you could make an argument for Memphis um, or Boston. I don't know though. Boston. Yeah. yeah, But I mean, like, I don't know, Sam Hauser, like you getting too excited about him. I don't know. Um, Probably. I, I feel like we go, we go pretty deep. Not that that matters too much in the playoffs. Um, no, it's a not eight or nine man rotation. So yeah, that's all you really need. Uh, but I, I do agree with you that I think that we thought this is largely, you kind of alluded to this. It's, it's actually going better, than, a little bit better than we thought, but largely what we thought how this season would go to start a little bit up and down, touch and go to begin with. Our bench has been bad. We're trying to find what works, but the bench hasn't been so bad that we're actually losing games. I, I was just hoping we'd be like a top four team probably by the new year. And we're the one seed as of now. So the year's going better than I thought for sure. Here's a, here's some stats. According to StatMuse, the Nuggets this season, 
first in three point percentage, first place in the West. I mean, these are just you could find these anywhere. StatMuse just gets the credit because of the tweet. I feel like StatMuse <laughs> is kind of like a Nuggets stand account. <laughs> they, they <laughs> just the ones they're really, say, but <laughs> yeah, and they're really a Jokic stand account for sure. Yeah. Um, second in offensive rating, second in assists per game, second in field goal percentage, second in total wins. And Ben, they are now plus 1,000 to win it all on points bet. A buddy of mine texted me this morning. The odds makers have the Nuggets as the favorites to make it to the finals from the West. That I don't think has ever happened before. You know, not anytime recently. And Ben, look what I got. Ah, I got one of those. That's right. Somewhere. That's right. You see. Okay. So, so for the listeners. I have the bet that Ben and I made. Ben went with a hundred bucks. I only bet fifty dollars on the on the uh, Nuggets to win the twenty twenty three NBA championship. The odds at that time were plus two thousand. So you will win two thousand dollars if the Nuggets win the championship. I win a thousand. It's a fantastic time to be a Nuggets fan. This has been a really yeah, yeah. fun season. Makes so uh, yeah, little little tidbit for the listeners here. I didn't know it used to be if you had two people on a Zoom call that you could go for as long as you want. At three, you could only get a 40 minute Zoom call. Um, We're going to have to go to break because Zoom changed their rules, even though it's just two of us. (laughs) We're going to have to. Commercial break brought to you by MGM Grand. (laughs) That's right. Brought to you by MGM Grand. And uh, so we'll be right back. Welcome back to the PMB NBA pod brought to you by MGM Grand. We're going to start talking about the bench unit for the Nuggets. Uh, We mentioned it a little bit before. They've struggled this season, uh, but they've had their moments as well. And although they've been bad, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like all bench units, like we're just, we watch the Nuggets a lot. So we really pick up on how good and how bad they are. I feel like all bench units are usually at best neutral and most even on good teams are kind of a negative when it comes to like plus minus and maintaining a lead for the starters or losing a lead. The Nuggets do their bench unit loses the lead a lot uh, for their bench for their starters, but uh, I'm really not worried about it because once that once we reach the playoffs that bench rotation is really going to tighten up. So I just wanted to ask you, uh, who do you want to see coming off the bench when it matters Ben. Uh, I've got my three to four guys in mind. I mean, the the first guy I think is Bruce Brown. Uh, Like he's just fantastic. I mean, Mm -hmm. I, I feel like we're so lucky to have him. He just does everything. He's such a smart player. Such a good fit. Six million a year too. Or like six and a half million. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Like, I mean, that guy to have him coming off your bench is just, is huge. It's a luxury. Um, You know, after that, like, so Bones, we talked a lot about when we went to that game about Bones and like, he's like, he's a lot to handle sometimes, right? <laughs> he can, but be. he can also be a guy that could win you a playoff game. Like he and probably will win a playoff game. He yeah. won game four and, last year for sure. And that's like, that's pretty important to have, right? Like, yep. you know, um, then Jeff Green, I mean, he's just solid. He's steady. He like can still amaze like dunk amazingly uh he's he's pretty solid i mean 
I think like those are the three guys that's just like every game they're going to get some minutes. Right. Um, And then, I mean, frankly, like, I think you're right. Like Christian Braun, he's a rookie. He's not going to play in like the playoffs and big minutes. Although I could see like Malone being like, we need to lock down this guard. I could see it too. Go lock him down for six minutes. Go frustrate him. Go change up the game. You know, so much of playoffs, right. is just like matchup and, the the encouraging thing about the Nuggets bench unit is there's a lot of guys that you can throw out there in a number of different positions. Zeke Naji too, like he can he can do some things. Like I know the number well last night. He's at he's at the five, but like I kind of like just rolling with him at the five a lot better than DeAndre for sure. Yeah, um, so, for sure. Yeah, who who are your guys? So I've got another five in mind. If you're going small ball five, I think Vlatko has. It's, ah. it, it, but I think he's that I think he's that ninth guy, not the eighth guy. I think I think you probably roll in most matchups. You probably go with uh, Jeff Green just as your small ball five and and go with that until proven otherwise, because he's a vet. I think Vlatko has outpaced Zeke this year for that backup, you know, ninth guy in the playoff rotation. Uh, my, my other guys for sure are Bruce Brown and bones. You need a guy like bones. He's, he was frustrating for two straight weeks. Like you said, now he's back to being good. He's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, th- those are, those are my four guys. It's Chanchar right now over Najee. Najee's played well the last couple games. Um, both Chanchar and Najee have really taken advantage of this Jeff green injury. So, I mean, I, I think that's solid. I really do. Cause you're staggering. Now you're staggering two or three bench guys with two starters, as opposed to usually only staggering one starter in there uh, with, with four bench guys. I, but I, th- I, I do want to point out, I think you're right about matchups and, you know, it's not rocket science to know that if you're playing the warriors, you're probably going to have to like, maybe Chan Char isn't that ninth guy anymore, or Zeke isn't that ninth guy and Christian Brown is, yeah. you know, whereas if you're playing the Clippers like last night, it's Chan Char and Najee because they don't have the guard play. They have the wings, yeah. you know, Christian Brown's pretty tall. He's like a legit six, 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 seven. Adam Mares before the season was talking about this on the, on the DMVR nuggets pod, um, how he always, cause he's like six foot six. He always wonders like when these guys are listed in the draft, what they'll come in actually looking like. And he said he's, he was surprised that, that uh, Christian Brown is a legit six, six. And Mm -hmm. I saw him in the tunnel at that game that I got to sit courtside and he, he is taller than he looks on TV. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's taller. So. I mean, your point on black I gotta say, I feel like I'm still like in like my expectations have not been adjusted properly for how well he's played. And yeah. that like, when he comes in, I'm still kind of like, really like Flacco, but yeah. like, I mean, I don't know what his three point percentage is, but it's, it's 50% right now. It's 50%. That's I looked it up for this podcast. <laughs> and we've always said, right. Like all you, if you play with Jokic, which he doesn't play like tons with Jokic, but if you yeah. do play with Jokic, like all you need to do is hit threes and play like above average defense and you are yeah. an, like a, a great player with him uh for sure and it, like he's doing that like it's almost like he's been with the nuggets long enough he's just like oh i'm just gonna be a, a Jokic like sidekick so. and he has too he's been with the team for four or five years 
it's it's yeah. pretty crazy to think how long he's been with the team. So all those rotations in mind, that bench in mind, do you do you think we need to make any trades? I mean, I can see I can see why you why we might need to, and I I do think that they'll try to make some sort of move. I feel like Zeke Naji is probably that piece. Um, I I could be wrong, but I just feel like Zeke, and if he keeps up his play that he's that he's had as of late, he's going to actually maybe be a valuable piece at the trade deadline. The names I have in mind, some guys you could obviously use, and I think a lot of people would like OG is a dream guy, but we're not gonna like we don't need to we don't need to make a splashy move like that. I don't think. I think yeah. I think we either need a legit backup five if you're thinking that Jeff Green might not be the guy, and I don't think Jeff Green's involved in this trade because I think him I, I just think he's part of this team and you're going to need him as a small ball five in some matchups Alex Caruso would be fantastic and apparently I, I was listening to the Bill Simmons pod the Nuggets do have a trade exception that is essentially Caruso's salary so mm-hmm. they could make it work and uh, another name that popped out to me there's some bigs you know some backup fives that would be nice I think a guy like uh, I forget his first name but Boucher from the Toronto Raptors would be would be a pretty mm. solid backup five. I don't know what these trades would take. I think Caruso would take the most. Oh, I didn't mention Jakob Pertl. I think he's yeah. a better fit than Boucher. But I think Jakob Pertl in a backup five role, I think that's a pretty, pretty solid option. But I've heard that most likely the Nuggets are going to try to obtain another wing defender at the trade huh, deadline. So that, that, that would go more towards that OG, which isn't going to happen, or the Caruso. Yeah, I feel like Caruso, if the Bulls do trade him and, and kind of go that way, he will come with a fairly high price tag. His contract, I think, is pretty good, too. So I think it's like $9 yeah. million a year. It's pretty good. And I don't know how much time um, he has left, but uh, on, his, on his contract, I mean. But, like, I also hear Caruso, like, being rumored as, like, a Golden State guy, and I don't want that to happen. Because be I do feel like Ooh. if Golden State's healthy <laughs> – they haven't proven it this year, but if Golden State's healthy, just with their pedigree and their experience, they're a dangerous playoff team. They're also so I, a terrible matchup for the Nuggets, right? Exactly. And that's we why just, that we, that's a matchup we need Caruso for, like yeah. that type of matchup. And I'm not saying we yeah. wouldn't beat the Warriors this year necessarily because we I think we are better than them. But in the playoffs, you never know, you know, and they, they have more guys that can just go off than we do. And that's yeah, you know, and that it's just be a dangerous. tough one for Jokic, right? Because they spread mm-hmm. the floor so yeah. much that he, he is just working really hard to yeah to play defense. So yeah, yeah. I, I mean I I like this team enough that if we don't make any trades, I will be totally fine, which is probably Same. I can't remember the last time I felt that way with the Nuggets. I think the the glaring need is like the backup five. Like what happens when you get in a playoff game, they go after Jokic, he gets in foul trouble. And, and Pirtle's yeah, actually a really good him. defender, so you yeah, know, but that that would in. be like a weakness that I feel like a team, a smart team with the right pieces, could attack. So mm-hmm. for sure. So speaking of Jokic, now to end the pod, pretty much, uh, I just want to run through the roster and give our take on each player. This is going to be very interesting for our. How many how many listens do you think this pod is going to get after like a an eight month hiatus? <laughs> You think the Nine listeners are hungry for it? They might be really <laughs> ready hungry. For so, it. so yeah, they want to go on a Nuggets deep dive. So let's we're gonna start at the top with the starting lineup. The obvious one, Jokic, 
Is he the MVP? Do we care? I honestly think he's going to win MVP this year. I, I think he's he's right on track, especially if the Nuggets maintain even like a top three seed in the West. I think he's the word I keep coming back to with Jokic is he's inevitable. Um, I just think he's legitimately an all time player. Um, and I think he's going to win a championship or two in the next few years. And all the remaining haters, there aren't many of them at this point, will be forced to just shut the hell up about how he yeah, hasn't won yeah. anything. Simmons and Simmons and Waz had, they had a pod last week and they had Van Lathan on. Van Lathan, um, I don't know what his credentials are. It was a really funny, are. it was a great pod. It was funny. Because yeah. they like, we're like arguing about stuff. Yeah, so about how great Jokic is. And, and Simmons and Waz are just all in on like Jokic being an all-time guy. And Waz is up like there with Bird. Yeah, <laughs> at least there as far Bird as fun to play with. Offensively, yeah. yeah. And offensively, he said, uh, Simmons said even that he's up there with Bird and Magic, and he's probably better than Bird offensively, which is a crazy thing for Simmons to say. Um, not out of the realm of possibility, though. I mean, Jokic is that no. good. But basically, what Van Lathan was saying is like, and I believe he, he likes Jokic, he just hasn't won anything. And the yeah. argument, I really like this argument because I think a lot of times it, it's really forgotten the last two years, like Jokic has won the MVP and he hasn't gotten past the second round or whatever. He, those teams, you keep, I keep forgetting, like since the bubble, he hasn't had a, a good team going into the playoffs last I year. Mean, he, he didn't have the, the he two won years that ago, playoff series with Faku Composo and exactly. Austin starting against the Blazers. Exactly. Like one of years ago. Series. Yeah. And then last year, and that was without, that was because they didn't have Murray. And then last year they didn't have Murray or MPJ and, yeah. and people are just like, and they lost to the eventual champions and they almost forced yeah. a game six. Like they almost won that game five in golden state. Then you're coming home to Denver. I think it probably goes to seven looks a lot more respectable, but like that, yeah. that series after the first two games was a lot more competitive than, than the final result ended up looking like. But I mean, I do care about the MVP cause I think he's going to end up, deserving it i do think that the mvp conversation is overblown this early in the season um but like what do you think i'm even though i think it's overblown what do you think yeah you know i think last year so many people then were like had such negative takes on Jokic that like we were both kind of just like i'm glad he's winning it but i kind of just am done with this conversation and this we just year, wanted a back like, to back, and like then it's it's indisputable yeah. how good he is. <laughs> but I I got to the point like a week ago or so where I was almost like, bring it on! Like this yeah. guy is so good. Like we're back. when you watch him <laughs> night in night out, you're just like he is so good. And I don't know, like I feel like I don't really have like an invested interest in him winning it. But I yep. would say he will win it. He should win it unless somebody like Luca or just goes crazy or kd just has an insane season and their team is really well good like yeah i mean to be honest like so luke is having an insane season and i I, his team is kind of trash yet the mavericks are still winning so i I, like if he wins it like okay if he keeps doing that i'm skeptical that the mavs will keep up the pace they're on but for sure I, i mean like he should if those guys don't just blow him away, he should win it. Like he's, yeah. he's insane. I agree. Uh, so on the year, he's averaging 25, 11 and nine and a half. He averaged 29, 12 and 10 in the month of December. 
Um, this was a fun stat from TNT broadcast last night. Jokic is first in the league uh, in touches per game with 100 and 55th in the league in time of possession. So the ball just doesn't stick with it. Like he, he dominates the offense. He, everything runs through him, but he like, he, everybody knows this. He moves the ball, but those two numbers first in the league in touches and 55th in the league in time of possession. I mean, they stood out to the TNT TNT broadcasted that for a reason, but that I never knew it was that, that much of a, of a swing there. Um, but what I like about Jokic, it's, it's the same story as every year. You never really have to worry about him. Um, he and the team can dominate when he puts up 12, nine and six, like he did last night when he really didn't have to play hard at all. Um, or he can, or they can win when he puts up a stat line, like Christmas 41, 15 and 15, or a couple weeks ago when he put up 40, 27 and 10, like it's just yeah. otherworldly stuff. And I, I, I agree. I think I was surprised. I sent you this. So I thought for sure, and again, it's overblown at this point in the season. I thought for sure Luca would be, because of the Terry's been on, the NBA puts out every Friday their MVP ladder. Luca moved down. He wasn't even in the top three anymore. I think he was third last week. And Kevin Durant moved up, moved up into the picture. And like KD and the, Brooklyn's been on a tear lately, so I don't necessarily blame him for moving up but i'm like why didn't maybe then Giannis move down or Jokic move down and luca move up it just kind of seems like maybe they have intel maybe they do have like reporters and voters like kind of telling them where they're going right now but i feel like luca was picking up steam so i don't know why that mvp ladder looked the way it did yeah i i don't know um i'm not i'm not too invested in it but like I'm not opposed to Jokic being number one. I, I would say it should be. Oh, I'm Jokic not either, but Luca at this same. point. Um, Me too. Yep, exactly. So yeah, the fact that Luca's not on there was like shock. I think the Mavs, like they lost last night, but I think before that they'd won six in a row too. So it was six or seven, yeah. So I mean, they've yeah. been. I, I think overall, like they're still their record's not fantastic. I mean, they have a winning record. They're they're not bad, but you are right. Like I don't think they have the kind of roster that can. They definitely don't have the kind of roster that can win a championship. It's all on Luca, no. and like yeah. it's mostly on Jokic here. But he his supporting cast this year is crazy. So we're gonna we're gonna move on to Murray. I think he's starting to get his sea legs back, and it's nice to see. Like we already mentioned, he's gonna play in his first back to back tonight against the Cavs. Um, he's still struggling a bit at times, but I'm not too worried about it. I think he'll be where he needs to be by the end of the season. He'll probably be, I bet, by March or maybe like right after. Um, the all-star break, I think he's going to be like, not bubble Murray, but close. You know, I think he's going to yeah. be steady, like all-star level Murray by then. I mean, the interesting thing, I think Adam Mar has talked about this with Zach Lowe is that Murray actually like pretty much starts every season kind of like this. He definitely um, does. Like yeah. he just starts slow and, you know, maybe it's a little more pronounced or maybe we just notice it more this year, but mm. I I'm kind of like not worried about him at all, especially when he can show up to like the games, like he wants to show up to, like apparently he did last night. So yeah. I, I'm fine with him. Like I, I think he'll be there when we need him. He, he's been there in the past that I, I have like no concerns about him pretty much. Yep. And when he gets going, it's like nothing misses. It's crazy. Like every shot he takes, I'm just like, yep. Yes, you had to take that shot. You had to take that crazy turnaround. You had to take that step back three. Like 
they're all going in. It's crazy. And it's I mean, always like it's it's like he doesn't move the net when he's really, really on fire. Like it just hits the back of the rim and goes straight down like that perfect shot. Like he's when just, he's when he's at his best, when he's like bubble Murray, would you yeah. say he's like a what top 10, top five NBA player? Like when he's at his best. When he's at his best, he, oh God, because his best was so good. I mean, if you think about just in the bubble, he was easily a top five player in the bubble. Yeah. And that bubble was full of all-stars. Yeah. Like him, him and Donovan Mitchell. It was great Mitchell. basketball in the bubble. Yeah. Like yeah. people there played was. really well there. For sure. So, yeah, I mean, just based on that alone, if we're talking bubble Murray, he was a top five NBA player for sure. Yeah. You know, so he's just that good. Uh, Aaron Gordon, AG, the all-star Ben. There's starting to be some buzz that it's possible. I kind of doubt it happens personally. Um, but I do think he's, I do think he's deserving. Cause I, you know, I, I'm not like a strong, like, I don't take a strong stance on like the number one team has to have two guys, blah, blah, blah. But like, I'm not necessarily, I'm not opposed to that ever. I think there's some validity to that. The all-star game should be about individual players. Like, honestly, it shouldn't matter too much about the team, but AG, he's averaging 17 and seven this year. He's shooting 50% from the field. His effective field goal percentage is 63%, and he's shooting nearly 38% from the three-point line. It's the Andrew Wiggins case, right? Like, he he had a great game last night. He's the Andrew Wiggins all-star this year, if he makes it. And he needs he probably- the K-pop. Uh, K-pop, yeah. though, right? That's what, <laughs> I mean, he... Oh, that's right. Like, Andrew Wiggins was a starter. That's crazy. Yeah, I think... Fan vote. That's so, I think you're right. Like, I don't think AG will get there. I... Yeah. I feel like I've seen some analysis. It's like he needs to like bump up like his scoring, like maybe up to 19 and stuff. But what a fantastic And year. he just won't because like, I mean, he just, plays the perfect role at what he what he's doing. He's just, awesome. Yeah, but just an incredible. And so one thing, I just don't remember him doing this, but it seems like every time he gets the ball now, I mm-hmm. almost feel like he learned this from Jokic. He like puts puts pressure on the defense. Like he oh, yeah. never just holds the ball. Like he always gets the ball and he like make, looks to make a pass or he's, he puts it on the floor and like, he's not really a lot of times going anywhere, but he is putting pressure on the defense. He's attacking and, like, defenses. You know, yep. And yeah. And like, it's, I don't know, like he has learned how to play. Like he is, he was good immediately with Jokic. He mm-hmm. has like gotten to like another level of playing with Jokic where, I mean, he's getting so many dunks and he, He's just awesome. a fantastic and guy. Like, I love him. I don't think this was under the radar for Nuggets fans last year, but it was kind of like, how are you actually going to do this? At the end of the, the playoff series last year, people asked him, some reporters asked him what he's going to work on over the summer. He said he was going to work on his basketball IQ and just basically work on, you know, how to, how to play with Jokic and be a smarter basketball player around Jokic. Well, he went out and did it. I don't know how he did it. You know, I, I don't think it's brain surgery on like how to play with Jokic. You said it earlier. It's like cut, play good defense. He's the perfect size for that dunker spot. He's always there and Jokic always finds him. And then just like hit open threes. And he's I think he's at a career high this year for three point percentage. Um, all things are possible through Jokic. That's for sure. Um, but AG somehow went out and increased his basketball IQ over the summer. And then he went to yeah. Prague during that during that uh, world championships out there and like saw Jokic play. Didn't tell Jokic he was showing up, just was in the crowd and 
Dap did him you up see after the, game. the uh you see who Vlatko compared him to as far as like how yeah. much Lucas likes him gary harris love it that's love it. awesome yeah. incredible yeah. so yeah that's a that's a big endorsement there for sure mpj coming along nicely kind of up and down which is kind of kind of his thing uh but Showing he had, up on defense though he won the defensive bit. player of the game uh <laughs> chain last night um, I it was funny. I guess Michael Malone at his press conference said that when when they announced who won the defensive player of the game chain, KCP fell out of his chair because it's like KCP KCP deed up KCP deed up. Uh, you know Paul George and Kawhi Leonard all night, and then but I think MPJ you got to give these out sometimes just for the effort. at least for the first half. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, there wasn't any defense in the second half. It's fine. But um, he also had that plan. It was either plantar fasciitis. I've heard two things. He had a heel strain or plantar fasciitis that kept him out of the lineup for about a month. So all in all, I'm really happy with MJ's MPJ's play. MJ. Oh, wow. MPJ, to me, he's kind of just like the, uh, like, he's just kind of like extra to me, right? Yeah, like, it's cherry you, on you top. know what he can do? Yeah. yeah. And it's just yeah. like. And he's hey, going to win a he, playoff game, if, too. He's going to have a, right, big, a he, big game or two, for sure. So anything he does that's good, it's just like, I, you know, you don't really know if he's going to play or how much he's going to play. And so anything he adds is just like, that's, it's it's crazy that you can just, like, bring that guy in. And it's like, yeah, if he's good to yeah. go, it's, it's good for you. If not, like, it's not mm-hmm. the end of the world. It's like he, at his best, he could be the Nuggets' second best player on any given night. Um, yeah. At his at his like his average this year, he's the fourth best player, and that's awesome because AG's been the second best player, and Murray's been the third. Like that's a solid yeah. top four, and then the fifth guy, KCP. I'm just gonna say what everybody else is saying about KCP. He's a perfect fit on this team. Both his yeah. style of play, defensively, three point shooter, to his championship pedigree. Um, He's just, he's been perfect. He's shooting a career high 47% from three of the season, third best in the league. I mean, what else can you say about him? He's just been a, a perfect fit for this. He's team. exactly what you want for that fifth guy. Like the, yep. those four, those top four are loaded. Like you just need a, a good role player. He's a great role player. It's, yep. it's, I can't believe we got him. Like, got him either well i i saw a tweet this was hilarious like two days ago maybe it was last night because he was tearing it up in like the first half kcp was um the whole game really but uh, somebody tweeted he was like hey remember when the national media thought that the kcp trade was a salary dump (laughs) yeah and they did and like all the nuggets fans were like this is the guy we need and like the media was just like you gave up will barton and monte morris for for KCP and Ish Smith, this is like the Cronkies have done it again. It's like, yeah. I mean, the Cronkies are not, I'm not a Cronky man, Ben, as you know, <laughs> but, but like, Salute. this is not a salary dump. <laughs> yeah. It's, fun. it's funny. If you look back at the Nuggets offseason, I feel like it was like, there's a, they got like not great grades from a lot of people. Um, yeah. I think people that knew were kind of like, wow, Bruce Brown, that's really good. And like, okay deandre that's like not great but like does it matter probably not yeah. so yeah it's true alan booth man doing well stepped up stepped up to the plate and uh our guy tim Connolly, not doing so hot <laughs> looks like maybe one of the worst <laughs> trades of all time i feel bad for him but i'm glad i'm glad it's the timberwolves that that's happening too not so much yeah. tim Connolly, but i'm glad it's the timberwolves 
Yeah. Uh, Maybe they'll Bruce. take Ryan Sanders back. Maybe. <laughs> so Bruce Brown for the second year in a row, Bruce is shooting 40% from three. Um, but he's already, this is the key. It's on like way more three point attempts than he's ever shot in his career. He's already shot more three pointers this season than any other season in his career, in his career. We're only 38 wow. games in. So not wow. even halfway through the season. Um, it's, I think he's just another perfect fit. He's a great fit around Jokic. He's one of those guys. Again, he doesn't play a ton with Jokic, but like he gets open, he plays defense, he cuts. Like he's a, he's him and Jokic's chemistry when they do play together is already really good. Um, I do have one concern though. He has a player option and we already said he's only making six and a half million. I mean, I feel good about Christian Brown being Bruce Brown insurance. If Bruce Brown leaves and the, you know, maybe the nuggets just re up with him and pay him a little more money. But like, I think Bruce Brown loves the fit. He came here for the fit and it's working out beautifully as he told you at summer league right <laughs> yeah he told he told me a little bit but then but then when i when i was high-fiving all the players coming out when i was sitting uh down by the court for that game he was one of two people that didn't give me a fist bump only him and jeff green the rest of the team gave me a fist bump so i was like did did our did our interaction at summer league not mean anything to bruce brown you know i was thinking about this and i think i think you're like overlooking the fact that like he felt like you guys were connected so like he gives yeah. the casual fan the fist bump he doesn't need to give yeah. you that like he has he doesn't need to give his boy that, that you know yeah you're right yeah you're he, right. he knows like he, he did like, give me he did give me hate, a look like you don't need to give him like the fan <laughs> fist bump <laughs> right true he did give me a look though um like kind of hey i'll see you after the game yeah so you know he knows as he was later. as he was running by like it's summer yeah. league next year <laughs> exactly <laughs> as in later yeah so bones is back he had a cup a rough couple of weeks there about two weeks back but he's playing well again bench really needs him um hey, oh bones got the kevin garnett endorsement last night kg tweeted out this bones highland kid is a dog love his story too <laughs> i saw bones replied to him today um Man, a lot of people like Bones. Bones is John Morant's favorite player in the league right now. KG loves him. Um, I think hard not to like Bones, especially I feel like he's been trying harder on defense. Uh, yeah, since oh, he he's definitely got been trying out a little bit. So yeah, that helps too. So. Yeah. So Jeff Green currently injured, but steady as she goes. I don't think there's much more. Happened to say about some him. big dunks. Like big dunk. Always. One I missed while I was getting beer at the Pepsi. At that the was the biggest though, dunk but... of the year for sure. Well, for him, the Aaron Gordon on Christmas was insane. Was literally voted number one dunk. I saw. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. That was so crazy. I was so pumped when that happened. Um, Air Vlatko cleared for takeoff. Uh, Vlatko, like we talked about, he's earned regular rotation minutes. Uh, after his latest stints filling in for Jeff Green. I just feel like he's a winning basketball player. He doesn't make mistakes. I feel like he's just solid. He shoots, you know, as we said, 50% on the year from three. Um, he de- The ball doesn't stick with him. He's he's definitely like a Jokic-type player as far as, like, he just wants to make the right play. And yeah. he had another really good dunk last night. He took off from the free throw line basically a few weeks ago. And he kind of did it again last night, but from the side. Like he took <laughs> off from a long ways away. It was awesome. Um, and just another little Vlatko shout out. Uh, first career double double last night, 15 points and 12 boards. Wow. I didn't even Big see game. that. Yeah. Damn. 
So we got we got eight. That's how great a season <laughs> it is that we are like like Latko. I mean, I how much time did we devote to him on like the last not 20 we pots? Did, yeah. Yeah, we did we just you always think that he's the guy that's like just on the team to be Jokic's like Balkan Balkan brother. And I think there yeah. is something to that, but like he always plays well internationally, he plays with uh with Luca over on Team Slovenia and they're good. Like he he's a starter for them and he plays really well on that team. Yeah. So like you know he has talent. Um it's just like it's kind of like this next guy. Michael Malone says he needs to keep he needs to find minutes for Christian Brown. Now that Vlatko's he's found minutes for Vlatko, he's really showing out. We only have like seven and a half minutes left on this this second zoom so we're gonna finish up here soon we're gonna skip the last couple guys here but ben christian brown you had a spicy take when we were at the nuggets versus grizzlies game a couple weeks ago about christian brown's place on the defensive end of the nuggets backcourt do you remember this i want you to give it to us here i don't remember this day no okay your your take was you thought too many uh banquets i think (laughs) maybe so you said he was definitely already the best defensive backcourt player on the nuggets and you said he was a top five defensive backcourt player in the league wow <laughs> too many banquets too many banquets. Yeah, yeah. he is really good that's I think a lot he, he has that uh, he's really good he's, he has that yeah he's not there yet yeah i was living in the moment that was uh he played really well he started that game and yeah he did uh, he played awesome played that's why you were so played high really well like he jaw scored a lot but he like like did fine on jaw like like jaw scored a lot and it was kind of like you didn't really recognize it i feel like because the yeah. defense was that good yeah he, he played yeah he's not i i mean like there i i think bruce brown probably kcp like the, you know those and guys Gordon, you're gonna and, have, and him but yeah, again you're gonna I, have I think he's if you lose a guy like bruce brown in the offseason I think Christian Brown, he's probably the sixth or seventh. He's the seventh guy now off the bench. And I think well, we'd be perfectly happy with that. When is the last time we could have gone like four deep of like great wing defenders on the Nuggets, right? right? Like, yep. I mean, before it was like, oh, like, you know, Austin Rivers and then like, you know, Faco has his moments and stuff. Like it was yep. not good. Not a good situation. Much it was better. bad. Yeah, for sure. So last four guys. Zeke, Davon Reed, Ish Smith, DeAndre Jordan. We already talked about DJ. I think Ish Smith, steady vet. He's serving his purpose on the team well. Happy to have him, but you know he's he's hardly ever going to play. I think he's a really good third string point guard. Uh, a nice luxury to have him when you need him. Davon Reed, he's cool. He's a little bit of a chucker, but he plays good defense when we need him to. He's another guy. I I mean, he's on the team a lot. I know. Frankly. He's the one <laughs> yeah, guy. I'm, sure. I'm like, oh yeah, we got him. Right. Oh yeah, Davon. But I, I mean. I like him, but yeah, he just doesn't really have a, he's never going to play solid rotation minutes, but again, he's a pretty good defender when you need him to go out there and just, you know, last night, like in the fourth quarter, he's yeah. I mean, it's garbage time. Let him chuck a little bit, but uh, he can play some defense. Last guy, Zeke Najee. We kind of already talked about him too, but he's, he's really shown some stuff lately. I do like Zeke, but he's on the outside looking in. I think he might be that trade piece that the nuggets send out. Um, I don't know who else you'd have to send out with him, but. Yeah. I just think it's unfortunate because uh, there was a lot of hype around Zeke before the season started. Yeah, for sure. I, mean, I think Zach Lowe just said too, like still a big Zeke Najee fan. But like yeah. you know, if you have to get 
you're trading him out to get a guy like Podal or somebody like, yeah, you know, whatever. Like, you do it. At the end of the day, is he is Zeke gonna be like the reason you win a championship or not? Probably not. So no, for sure. So that's it for the Nuggets. We got some NBA maintenance real quick. Scoring boom, Ben. What's go, what's up with the scoring lately? We're gonna do what every other pod does. Yeah, it's because the defense can't. It's because of defensive rules and everything favors offensive players. But it's like players it's are just been that way. The though, talent. Right? It has been that way. The talent in the NBA right now is deep. That's another reason why a guy like Aaron Gordon, like he might be like deserving, but then who are you going to take off the all-star team? That's always the question. Like, okay, well then who are you going to take off? Because there are so many players deserving of all-star consideration. I like Lori Markinen. Yeah. He might not be on as good of a team, but like he's had a better than year that even though Aaron Gordon's had a great year in his role, like, you know, Lori Markinen's had a better year. The finisher, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, I, I like that explanation. I like Simmons saying like we've fig- figured out spacing because like you watch a guy like yeah. Jokic play, and it's like he has figured out spacing. Mm-hmm. I like that Better explanation than too. Yeah, I don't care honestly. It's kind of it's like it's better basketball in some ways. It's more entertaining. I feel like it's so. definitely more fun. Yeah. So, well, Ben, unless you got anything else, I think that's it. All right. <laughs> I'm sure we'll be back because it is I think, the golden hour of Nuggets yeah, fandom. And I, I think now we're getting back into it. We're going to have to have more commercial breaks because of this stupid Zoom thing. Maybe we can find a different a different. Thing also going to have to figure out my microphone situation yeah, and how yeah. headphones work again. But we'll get we'll get back up and rolling. All good. So, yeah, by the time so, playoffs hits, just like the Nuggets, we'll be, yeah. we'll be ready to roll. Yeah, we'll be a, a well-oiled machine by then. That is it for the Patty Melt Boys NBA pod. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking with us through our eight to nine month hiatus. Please like and subscribe on Apple and Spotify and give us a follow. We are at Patty Melt Boys on both Twitter and Instagram. Until next time, we out.